What is up and welcome into episode 50 of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my outstanding co-host. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State Tiger legend. He played second base there. He was all swack. Is Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got our NFL draft guru, enthusiast, Madden God. There we go. Little G. Whatever Little you want to call him. Yes. <laughs> He's Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. And uh, gentlemen, how you guys doing, man? Good to see you guys. Hey, doing good, good to be seen. man. Yeah, good to be seen. Doing all right. Yeah. Uh, good, good to have uh, Bulls basketball back. Yes, sir, know. man. Absolutely. Well, that was a- that was kind of a long week for me. I was man. I was a little worried. <laughs> I was I was missing Bulls basketball. I was a little worried about you, man. I thought you were gonna be in like like withdrawal, you know, man, having the shakes. That was, that was a, without it. That was a long, long week, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> long yeah. week. I'm we, pumped because it's five zero, baby. It's the big five zero. Fifty episodes. They said we couldn't do. It. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Who know nobody. Said it. Yeah, I don't think nobody <laughs> said that. Yeah, I don't know if anybody said that, but it sounds good. They said we couldn't do it. Hey, hey, we <laughs> here. Down, we're down for fifty. There's only one of us that knows what it feels like to be over fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for this show to make it that far, we we both beat the odds, <laughs> and I'm just excited, man. That. We've been able to do 50 shows together. It's Absolutely. been fantastic so far. Yes, I'm looking indeed. forward to the next 50 and 50 after that as well. Outstanding. Yes, man. indeed. Yes, it's indeed. Been, it's been a lot of fun. So um, let's start with the Bears. All right. Let's just get this get this over with. Um, <laughs> that was the weirdest football game I think I've watched in a long time, man. Just weird. Just a, just a bunch of bad football. Um, penalties galore. Mm-hmm. Uh, awful officiating. Yes. Do we yeah. endorse officials on our games? I, I, I just was gonna say that. Like, do we get the do we get the guys that's that's interning and in, interviewing for better better positioning or something? Like, what is I what mean, is going on? And it's man? been and it's been the national games. Yes. That 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 is that's been in. It's like we're catching the guys that like have our extra grind, and for whatever reason, they like they don't like the city of Chicago. I don't know if they like don't like our food. I don't know if the their accommodations have been bad. They put them up in Man. like hotel fives instead of the Hiltons or the, or the W. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on, but we have got some of the most prickly. It, they, they're worse than baseball referees who seem to take it personal. Yes, you know, and for for yes. a team like the Bears to get five personal call, come on, man, five, five. Two of them were 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 uh, were actual legit uh, legit calls. Yeah, um, one of them was Nagy, which I was cool with. Um, him going off, him I going know. off about another call, <laughs> right? Uh, which was the. Um, uh, who made the the the, the supposed the to the head? Um, uh, table. Oh, the, uh, yeah, that that call was some bull. That was that was that was a, a crazy call. Uh, they glanced Another heads. third down stop. Yeah, third down stop. They glanced heads. He actually uh, took the ball out, 
was playing the ball and they and they call him for unnecessary roughness uh hit to the head um uh gibson that one is is uncalled for um uh, the bears make yeah. a make a third down stop get off the field and he goes and and nah, walks over it. walks over to a to to the pile pushes a guy after everything is pretty much over and then walks out like nothing happened. It was surprised that he got called for, uh, for the unnecessary roughness, like really do. And that's, that's been an issue. I mean, that's been going over the last couple of years, man. Right. Un- undisciplined, mm-hmm. undisciplined guys uh, with, with files after the whistle. And it's, you know, you get tired of that, man. So let me ask you this yeah. as a former player, is that on the player? Or is that on the coaches? It's, or if, it, if it's both, what it's is both. the percentage? What is the percentage then? 80, 20, 70, 30, well, at this point, 50. because it's been happening so much, I mean, this is, like I said, it's been going back years. At this point, I put it mostly on the coach because this should be reiterated every damn day about playing discipline. And if you got guys that aren't playing discipline, they, they got, you know, say you got you to put your foot down and, and, yeah. and make a decision. Do they need to play? Yeah, and, it sh- it shows that there's no fear of account. Yeah, being no, accountable. yeah, no, no accountability. So at this you know. at this point, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, I would have said it's on the player. The player's got to know better. But okay. I mean, we're we're four years into this regime, mm-hmm. and yeah, that, that's 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 on coaching, man. Which is odd because we didn't get that the first two or three years with Nagy being here. You know what I mean? We, we the first 20, two years, two, first two years, twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. Well, we were things were that. things were going well. Uh, at least in twenty eighteen, things were going well. So you know, this is this is something that happens when you know you're not winning. You're not winning. Yeah, yeah. But we haven't had a losing season except for this year. But they yeah, but they it, lost. It they started lost. Last they year, lost. Though. Yeah, they remember they lost six straight last. It was a five straight last year. Five. Straight. Yeah, five straight. Yeah, it, it started yeah. last year because Williams was doing all type right. of wild stuff. You had right. Williams. Yeah. Well, no, you know what? Miller was making some some. Uh, remember? Uh, yeah, Anthony Miller, did Miller some too. Was yeah. was was making some uh, some bonehead uh, mental mistakes out there that 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 cost the team. So uh, so yeah. So that's actually, yeah, Miller was doing that. Actually, that goes back to 2018, if you think about it. So it's been throughout throughout this this regime. Yeah, and and, and that guy like I say it's all about the fact that they don't fear. They they have a lack of fear of consequence when they do that. Right. So right. I don't know. I don't know if there's some type of finding system that takes place for that. Something something should be in place to get those guys attention to know I can't do those things. And it's right. clear that it's nothing there. So, I mean, I, I put most of the blame on the play. We I used to, I know when I was in school, um, we used to have to, well, not we, cause I, I didn't really actually get on the field, but uh, guys would have to do, have to roll the gym floor. Did you ever have to do that smoke? I've never not a gym floor, but a, like the had to do it on the track before. Okay, yeah, and on yeah. the baseball field. That's the worst punishment I've ever had to endure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so explain what that means. <laughs> you literally, all right. So you literally get on your stomach, 
and you roll on the floor. Oh, roll. I thought you said roll, like roll. R-O-W. No, no, no. Roll. Oh, roll. Okay, like roll. we saw it, it, like uh, on that that show, uh, Last Chance You. When it wasn't on there. They, were they yes, it was. It yeah. was. Right. Yep, it was. I remember first the first time I've had to do that, and I learned learned the lesson real quick. That's you know, as a freshman, uh, we were told to roll. We, we, we got in trouble, and so we had to roll. And I was thinking, well, I was I was worried about this punishment. I'm thinking, oh, we're gonna have to run. Running was what we had to do in high school, right? For punishment, you know. And I hated to run. But we got there and he oh, said roll. roll. I said, yeah. I said, roll. I'm <laughs> can roll all day. Roll, man. man, I got to rolling. <laughs> and we rolled for a good, a good 45 minutes. Oh. And he said, okay, get up. Yeah. I was dizzy the rest of the day. I bet. Yeah, yeah. So I learned a lesson. While I, I was looking and, and the experienced guys, you know, the upperclassmen, they weren't really rolling all that much. You know, they <laughs> they take a turn every, you know, every minute or so. You know. They they were smart. No, nah, not me. <laughs> you had to show them. So, yeah. well, me, but I'm saying you know. I say that to say that, you know, now you can't make I'm sure you can't make professional guys do something like that. But like Smoke said, a fine mm-hmm. something to say, hey. This is not going to be tolerated. And if you do, you know, next time you do it, you're going to be cut. Mm. Well, let me ask you this then. So we said accountability wise players, definitely. And the coaches and the longer that it happens, the more that falls on the coaches because nothing's being held in terms of accountability. My other question would be, what about their teammates? What about the leaders on the team? What about like we saw in Fetty kind of go after uh, Tevin Jenkins when he got the, the penalty called against him when Fields got pushed out of bounds. We saw Jenkins go there to kind of, you know, swing up for his his quarterback, and a Minnesota contingent came after him, pushed him, and you know, arms were flying and stuff. And we mm-hmm. get penalized, and then Fetty, you know, offensive tackle for the Bears comes over, or offensive lineman for the Bears so comes over, and he, you know, the older veteran guy pushes Jenkins like, "Get out of here!" Like, "What are you doing?" To kind of like, you know, "Hey, get out of here, get over there." To kind of quote unquote show some leadership. So my question is, what about the your, your peers, the older veterans on the team, those who are the leaders for either that particular position or for that side of the ball? Where do they come in when it comes to I don't want to say policing, but to kind of corralling the team and saying, "Hey, man, this is what you do." Being responsible for the culture of the team, I guess is what I'm saying. How, how much does that comes on? On them, why aren't they stepping up so that these penalties don't happen as much? Well, does there lack of leadership know. on a team? It, it it could be, and and it could speak just looking at today. How, like you said, Fetty jumps into Jenkins' face. That told me a lot more than leadership. That told me why offense is 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 soft. It told me there while offense is off. We had this is the first time all year that our that an O-lineman, and it comes with a guy in his first start, steps up for his quarterback who's been getting killed all year. All year. His all draft year. brother. And you make it a point to get in his face to tell him that like, no, that's unnecessary right now. Oh, that yeah, it, and it showed a, after I, the I fact he got he got hit again after that. Mm. A quarterback got hit. Wait, he got hit twice after that. Yeah, he hit in the back Penalty. of the head. I remember that one. Yeah. 
No, no. Well, that's three times then, because he got a personal foul when the the snap was fumbled, and he need he kneeled down, and the guy still came and tackled him and put his weight on him. Mm. That happened after the fact with Jenkins. So it's like now it really shows like oh they probably looked at that like oh look his teammate get oh we can still go at them man because they don't they're not about to fight for their quarterback like and so that's that showed me that on one side on the defensive side i don't know because i'm looking at i'm looking at hicks hicks mac i'm like he he's hicks to me i look at as the leader of that defense he should be but he's so he's very close to getting over that edge. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he somehow, which, which I don't. Being a stop. being a defensive, you know, being I'm, a defensive I'm not mad player, at I have no issue with that. I'm not mad at it, but it, you got to play with an edge. And I think those other guys look at that and they think that they, but they don't have the wherewithal to stop. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to stop right before you and, cross that line. And remember you had you had no vets in the secondary today. So right. You know, usually uh Tayshawn Gibson. Gibson is one of those guys um that I think is a leader on that defense. He wasn't out there. Uh I don't know if Mac is Mac is more of a silent leader, I think. I don't think he's yeah. one that is gonna get in somebody's face like that. Um uh. But yeah, I don't know who that who that guy is. Roquan is, Roquan is should be that guy. I mean, several I people Roquan should be that should guy. Be that yeah. guy. But I think uh, Roquan should be that guy. But I think ultimately at this point, it's it's on that coaching staff to you know to nip yeah. that in the bud, and it's not right. it's not happening. You don't you don't see the Patriots doing that. No, you know? this, is a, this is a lame duck coaching staff, though. Yeah, you know, is anybody really listening to them? Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's true. say what you say. The, the defense showed up today, right? But are they playing for they the did. coaching staff? Or are they playing for their own selves in, in certain ways? Well, what I say, but, but, I you, say but you dude. still, but but they still have to play within that system. And yeah, so, they do. But, yeah, but they're making but these goofy ass penalties. True that. True. A that. lot of them were a lot of them were practice squad guys. They weren't playing for them coaches. Yeah, they they're playing. They were yeah. playing for. Which is fine. Chance. Which is fine. Which is fine. And you plan. You plan to, to make that to make that next roster. Well, and, just, and hard or, to say them. Them practice squad guys look hey, better than I ever. They showed. They showed up. Thank today. you. They they about to get to that. We've talked about everything but the game. We haven't even talked about the game yet. But like you said, <laughs> I'm glad you brought those practice squad guys. And I don't know if, if I said it in my head, and I thought I said it on one of our podcasts. But I know I was like, how come is this late in the season? We haven't seen Jenkins. We haven't seen Daz Newsom. We haven't seen Thomas mm-hmm. Grant. How come we haven't seen these guys? Why aren't they playing? Like, especially Thomas Graham looked like the best corner we got. He, he yeah. looked like the best cornerback we got. <laughs> he looked like the best corner we got, man. I'm like, and dude, I was pumped. Look, when, when he got drafted, I was like, dude, we got him? Because at one point, he was like low-key, late first round, definitely should be a second-round guy. And we got him way later than that. I'm like, dude, he hung around there. Man, this guy's really good. And then I'm like, maybe he's not. He's on a practice squad. Maybe I don't, maybe my eyes aren't good. Maybe my eyes aren't telling me what I see. Maybe as keeps telling me I'm a draft guru, but I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Well, thank you, Thomas Graham, for proving once again <laughs> that my eyes aren't failing me. 
because that brother balled out today. I think at one point he had like what four, four or five, four or five tackles, like three pass deflections. I mean, dude was all over the field. And that, and that one play like, he made was great. Man, like these guys were making open field tackles. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, man, this is a completely different secondary, and they look better than our everyday guys. And this is not no chop liver we're playing. That's Justin Jefferson over there. Yeah, right. Like one of the best. You know, like uh, getting tackles on Dalvin Cook and open field. Like one of the best. Like that stuff our 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 starters wasn't doing. Like it, it's weird. It's weird, man. And I was, man, I was watching uh, another podcast, and Alex Brown was talking about how. You know, something has to be said about these scouts within the Bears organization. He's like, yeah, Matt, Matt uh, Ryan Pace, a lot of this stuff falls on his lap. He like, but at the same time, he's entrusting these scouts to, you know, to tell him things. And he, but he brought up, but he brought up a good point. He brought up us driving Adam Shaheen in the same draft that uh, Kittle was taking. Right. In. right. And he was like, they you drafted, know. So... Drafted Shaheen in the second and Kittle went in like the fifth. Yeah, fifth in the fifth. Yeah. And, yeah. He was, and he was basically saying like, you know, if, if the position isn't a need and a guy at that position is taken and becomes all world, you can't be mad at that. But if, if it's clear, you take somebody in the second round, that means that was a position that you were scouting right and who scouted that adam shaheen did he he went to an fcs school or he was no a, division two no, division two ashley the last i knew was the street <laughs> versus a guy from Iowa. well like, hey, hey, let's be fair now let's be fair he went in the fifth round so that meant that 31 other teams passed on him at least three or four times True. So it's not like the Bears the only team that passed on, but he's a local kid. That's why it hurts a little bit more. <laughs> you know, this kid grew up and played his high school football here in Illinois. So where is that, he from? Uh, one of them. Oh, dude, I can't remember. It's one of those like Western suburbs, but he's a local kid. I knew he was a Bears fan, but I didn't realize he was right. from. Well, that's why he's a Bears fan. That he's a local sense. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. But- well, yeah, I mean, I get it, but yeah, but it just comes to question, right. and then you look at what we saw today from these practice squad guys. Like, well, they look good. I mean, okay, so it could so, have been just so extra motivation, that, but is that a positive like, for for, uh, for Ryan Pace then? Well, Hell see, no, it's not a positive, but, I, but it is. They're they're on the roster. They're they're on the roster. This was a real look, man. I'll, I'll be very okay. straight up front, objective, because you know I'm not a Pace fan. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a regime fan of these cats at all. Pace, Nagy, Ted Phillips, so on and so forth. But this draft, there wasn't a player they drafted that I wasn't like. Why? The only player that I wasn't, I didn't know a lot of was was Larry Bourne, uh, the the offensive tackle. And then when I look, I was like, oh, I said, hell, he's one of the better offensive tackles in the SEC. That says something. He played in Missouri, so you didn't really hear about him. But yeah, I'm like, that says something. And again, and he wasn't like, he, right. And he wasn't a first round or a second round pick. So to get him where you got him was, you know, that's that's astute. That's some astute scouting mm-hmm. there. 
the defensive back from Oregon, Graham, I'm like, nice, good player. I, Khalil Herbert, I was like, dude, he's one of the top 10 running backs I had coming out of college last year. And you look at Daz Newsom, I'm, I'm like, dude, the two wide receivers from North Carolina, it was him and uh, the other cat that went to Washington and uh, Washington football team. I'm like, there's some good wide receivers, man. It's solid receivers. That's a good pick, especially <laughs> that late in the draft. You look at Tevin Jenkins. He's more of a right tackle to me than a left tackle. But the dude has athleticism enough to be a left tackle if he's got the proper training, so on and so forth. Now, I didn't know how bad his back situation was, and so that's a little dubious. But, hey, he's playing, right? And he shows some fight. So, you know. You know, outside of the penalties, he had a – he had a hold on the first play of the game where uh, uh, that was Montgomery, bull. M- Montgomery, and it wasn't right. It wasn't a hold. That was bull crap. It wasn't a hold. Um, uh, I think Montgomery went for like twelve yards, and they called it back for a hold, which it, I don't think it was holding. I mean, it, you could have holding on every play, but I don't. I don't think it right. was blatant. Uh, but he's he's you know outside of the you know the couple of penalties he's had, look, man. He's he's look, been no, all right. Right. No training camp. And he's With playing the reps, he's gonna get better and better. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's playing he 10 games had, plus. Yeah, two think about it. He hasn't he hasn't had any reps. They were they were right. they were on COVID protocol this week, so mm-hmm. they didn't right. have any practices this week, really. Um yeah. so, right. and yeah. we're talking we're talking eight plus games into the season. So everyone is that much more advanced in their in mm-hmm. their playing and, and the play speed at which the speed at which they're playing. Yeah, so for him yeah. to come in, he's gonna be behind a little bit, but he shows he shows that tenacity. Yeah. And then even yeah. that they yeah. last pick, their late pick, uh, the kid from BYU, the uh, defensive tackle, Tonga. Tonga. I'm like, dude, that's a nice space eater, especially with Goldman. You weren't certain if he was going to be back or not because he sat out due to COVID because I know he's got respiratory uh, concerns. I think he has asthma or something along those lines as part of his physical makeup. So I, I get his concerns about whether he was going to come back or not. So I was like, dude, this was a top to bottom without having, you know, and then moving up to get Justin Fields. You know, I, mm-hmm. it just, it was the, his, I mean, look, if this is his last draft, that was his best overall draft. He's, here's but his, I, th- I think he's back. Oh, wow. I think he's back. <sighs> yeah. I don't want that, but I think, I, I think he's going to be back. They, I think they're going to say they trust him and they're going to give him one more coach. But does that coach want to come here? That's that's the problem. See if you if you allow him to come back, what coach is going to come back for a GM that may or may not be here a year or two? Because right. now if that GM's gone, the coach he hired may be on the skates when it comes to the new GM who's like, well, I didn't I didn't hire you, I didn't want to bring you in. You know, it, it comes it comes a situation where what coach what good coach wants to come if the GM is lamed up, and then if the GM goes and the coach stays, what new GM is going to want to come in? Well, the coach that's there already in place and he can't take his own coach. You start creating your own manifest problems. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, you almost, these days you almost have, you know, it'd be different if your GM was like, you know, steadfast, like, like Pullian, for example, when he, or like Ozzie Newsom when he was a GM. Like, you know, he ain't going nowhere. You know, that GM is, you know, solid. So you want to, as a coach, you want to come in and be able to say, hey, okay, I can work with this guy. You know, I got to prove it. Not back and forth where these guys look at the other guy like, can I trust you? Can I trust you? Can I trust you? And that's the situation I think we're going to find ourselves here if pace stays. Well, I hope I hope you're right. I I yes, yeah, I, I say he gotta he gotta go, man. I I, I I I agree with you guys on that. I just I don't I don't have faith in that. <laughs> 
you just know better as a Chicago fan. Have, yeah, I don't have, now. <laughs> now with with uh, I also didn't think that they were going to uh, fire Phil Emery after that debacle, and <laughs> yeah, he they, didn't last very long. Yeah, they cleaned house. They got rid of him and Tressman. Uh, right. on the same day, so you know. I mean, I look at it like this. Yeah, we we can point out it's been many positives, but but we're we've seen so much wrong in this in this organization over the past two years, and and the and the front office has seemed to not see what we saw. So can it be said that now we just listed this could be his best draft? Hmm. Could it be said that they don't see what we see in that aspect? I'm just like, cause because the record, like to me, I feel like our our front office, the McCaskey, and I think they just really look at wins and losses. Really? I think us getting in the playoffs last year. Was like okay, this team got to change and now, and now we're four and ten. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know what? Uh, something has to change. Now I will say the yeah. fact that you that you've lost the way you have on back to back national television games. Oof, oof. I I think they definitely look at that, and, and against divisional rivals. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I. I I think they will. They definitely are looking at that. Uh, and when I say they, I mean George. Right. Um, and aside from beating the Lions, you cut at the Lions game. How long a losing yeah, streak would this have been? Yeah, this was. They've, they've lost eight of nine, and right. the last two wins, I, I believe, are <laughs> the Lions. Are the Lions? Yeah, because they beat uh, the first win of the year was Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and they beat the That's Raiders. Right. Raiders. So your last your last two wins are are Detroit. Yep. That's not good. Detroit, Detroit they, just beat the hell out of Arizona. They did. <laughs> and Detroit beat Minnesota. Right. <laughs> they had a two game winning streak, right? <laughs> oh, so they their oh, their arrow is pointed up up in Detroit there. <laughs> but yeah, man. yeah. We, so we, that you know, make maybe I don't know. I don't know. I just have a feeling that that they like pace. Pace will be back, and they're gonna let him hire the next coach. Man, I don't want to hear that. Let me ask you this question: Going back to the game, I I I a little disappointed in Justin Fields' play. I know he has some nice numbers, mm-hmm. um, the completion percentages and the yards, and no interceptions thrown. But watching the game, I saw him looking to his left way more than looking and scanning the field. There have been there were several times where other players got open like but he was too focused on one side of the field and didn't see them, you know, crossing, especially going towards towards his right. He I'm not saying he never threw to his right tonight, but it was more like when he was already looking right, he stayed right. Like wherever he's looking, he's kind of staying to that half of the field. And there are times where I'm not going to say he ran too soon because I'm okay with him running as soon as he gets down. I'd rather him run and get some positive yards and build some confidence and get into a rhythm than to hold on to the ball. And I thought he held on to the ball way too much yeah. tonight, uh, especially that screen pass. The that screen pass, really that bad. was 
if it's not there, if it's not there, just throw it, throw it to the ground. Throw it at the feet. Yeah. And and as a, as a big 10 player of the year, back to back big 10 player of the year and playing some big games, that's a little inexcusable for me. I don't care that you're not, I don't have a lot of NFL time. That's something that you should know at at the level that he's played at. And that, that really, that, that, I think if anything changed the tide of that game, that, that particular drive did. Here's the deal with, with fields though. Everywhere he's been, he's played with the best, right? Yeah. High school. To go to my point. High school, he played on a really good football team in high school. Yeah. Uh, you go to Georgia, to you're playing, you, you know, even if he, he he didn't get in that many games in Georgia. but Like, like uh, four games, yeah. Yeah, but you're playing with the best. You go to Ohio State, you're playing with, you know, more times than not, yeah. your guys yeah. are going to be better than your opponents. This is the first time he's playing against you know he's playing with guys that are that are pros but at, at but, first they're but not as yeah, good as the they may not be as good as the as the guys that 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 playing against um and so that may be an adjustment for him yeah um, I, that's you took that words out of my mouth yeah yeah that's where i was going and so you know he I, he's used he's used to guys just popping open and mm-hmm. you know bam he, he can hit them now it's like whoa wait a minute you know yeah, what I do i see he, here I don't, yeah, I don't think, think he trusts trusting what he sees. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. That's that's what I was gonna say. I don't think he trusts his his playmakers. Lack thereof. <laughs> no, I mean I was talking to Ed's before we we got on, and I'm like to see Horstead make the the most the toughest catches from the tight end position. What the one touchdown he caught? I forgot who was we playing that day. Was that Detroit that he caught that touchdown in the end zone? He caught last year. He did. Or was it? It was this year. He caught a touchdown from Justin in the end zone. It was a tough catch. I forget who it was. No, it wasn't the Ravens. It was. It was one of our wins. I think. Okay. Well, might have been Detroit early on. But then get that me to choose from. <laughs> I know. But then today, like to see him, I mean, it was the end of the game, but that was still mm-hmm. a tough catch. And to see how uh Komet and and Jimmy Graham just seem to not make tough catches for this kid at that tight end position. And like I just look around the league and it's like the tight end position is so important. Jimmy Graham, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not throwing the ball. 10 feet up in the air to him. He's not coming down with it. Man, that ball hit him right in the chest. <laughs> I get it was contested, but it hit you in the chest, bro. Yeah. Like, it, Komet, he drops way too many. He does drop a lot. Like, it, it's like, man, like. And Moody's a little inconsistent with his hands, too. Yeah. You know, so, like, we had a quite a few drops today. And Bird. Yeah, Bird, Bird dropped, dropped a couple. Bird today. dropped a couple. Yeah, dropped the fourth yeah. down one of the day. Yeah, you know, it was, yeah. I mean, but but I do agree. Like I watched this game and I was like, you know, Fields got work to do. Yes, he 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 definitely held on to the ball too long. What I saw later in the game in that fourth quarter, mm-hmm. it's like when he gets, really? you can tell when he gets pissed. Okay. 
and that ball starts coming out quick. <laughs> right. And right. and and everything's working until we get in the damn red zone. I don't know what happens <laughs> when we get in the red zone. Coach Nathan. But, <laughs> but but he I, he got hit and then it was like okay one two and it's gone you know and it's like play like like you can see it in his face it's like he's like frustrated okay forget it I'm just getting it out of my hands and let's see what happens mm-hmm. and a lot of times when he do that good things tend to happen just we get down to the red zone I want nothing can happen I want to know wanna, Oh, go ahead, go ahead. You might be talking about I was just going to say, I wanted, I just wanted him to, like, let's stop just before the red zone and just try to throw it into the end zone every time from there. Because <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, we're getting the red zone. Line. Nothing can happen. <laughs> we got the 21-yard line. All right. <laughs> I want to know what happened. To the end zone. What happened on the fourth and one where uh, – he got tackled. Mooney, yeah, Mooney was in the in the backfield. It, it looked like it was supposed to be a handoff, and Mooney I think yeah, like, it, running a route. Well, I think I think uh, Montgomery had an equipment issue, right? And so he subbed himself out, but I don't think Fields knew that, and so he <laughs> it looked like he went to hand off, and he's like, oh shit, he I definitely turned back. around to hand yeah. the ball, and he's like, wait, what happened? Mm-hmm. To, what happened to Montgomery? <laughs> That that that's uh, inexcusable. Well, the coach has got to call a timeout. Yeah, yeah, he got to call a timeout right there. Yeah. Then you had the was that fourth down? No, no, that was third down, and we kicked the field goal. Well, uh, Montgomery was that third down or was that fourth down? Montgomery broke in instead of breaking towards the sideline. Which one? I don't and know. Which it was, one, a, which it was is. I think it, it either might have been right before the half. I think it was right before the half. We could have got points. Mm. And he he went to Montgomery. We were we had one timeout left. He went to Montgomery. Montgomery went in. He threw it back shoulder, which would have took Oh yeah, 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 and, yeah. And would have got was. out of bounds. Yeah. Was that fourth down? That was a fourth down. Yeah, you're right. That was a fourth down yeah. play, right? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, and they like clear miscommunication because yeah. they was like, uh, at first they was like, Fields got to make that throw. I'm like, no, he made the right throw. Yeah, the throw was there. Because you're trying to yeah. save your time out. If yeah. he catch it going towards out of bounds, it stops the clock. If he catch it the way he turned, get tackled, now you got to take a timeout. You, you waste your last time out. So I'm like, no, he did right. Montgomery turned in wrong. So, but. So, so this yeah. is just a bad, this is just a bad team. Yeah. It's just yeah. a bad team. It's a yeah. bad team. It's collectively lost, a bad team. And they lost team. to a bad team. Yeah. Right. Like, like I, somebody posted saying like, Nagy is not the only problem. I'm like, no, I agree. Like, it's a collective effort. Right. This team is bad. We lack. We lack talent at key positions. Like yes. coaching sucks. You know, everything sucks. goes everything goes in hand in hand. It's not just one person's problem. No, like firing Nagy is and getting a replacement is not going to just fix the Bears. It's still other work that has to be done. It's, a, it's an organ. Yeah, it's an organizational issue. 
That... Well, we might have decent players, but we don't know because they don't get developed properly. I mean, I, I, I was asking myself this other question the other day, this question legitimately, and I, I can't count for the defensive players because that's not necessarily Nagy's area of development. You know what I'm saying? But offensively, what player that we've drafted since he's been here, has he developed into a, I won't even say pro bowler, just a legitimate player that other teams have to account for? And the only one I can come up with, because I did the same thing in my head too. I made the same, Montgomery. But the only reason. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But here's the thing. But we he didn't, didn't know. like. He didn't want to we use Montgomery. Right. We all we thought didn't. Montgomery was <laughs> right. We didn't know that until he stopped calling plays last year, and Bill Lazor started calling plays, and all of a sudden we're like, "Oh, this motherfucker can't." Oh, excuse my language, swear jar. Oh, this dude can run. Like, <laughs> remember, oh. remember we used to say he couldn't <laughs> right. run past fifteen yeah. yards. Could run past fifteen yards. <laughs> had a twenty-yard carry. <laughs> And we weren't wrong, wrong. We weren't wrong <laughs> until he actually did one against the Texans. It was like an 80 yard run. It was like, yeah, it was oh. like, whoa, whoa, he can. Wow. But that's so the only that's not player. that's not then he didn't develop them then. Well, that was last year. This year they've used Montgomery a bit more, but I'm just saying we we have to stretch it to include to say, okay, probably maybe Montgomery. I mean, the only other only- person, Tariq Cohen, possibly, and Tariq is iffy. He's 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 he, he was an up and down player. Hey, don't talking about the pride of North Carolina A and T. He was awesome at North Carolina A and T. Oh, he sure was. Oh, he he, he, he was. He great. came to, he came to the Bears and somehow he became less awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like like look, as bad as the Pittsburgh Steelers have played all year, and they've been a, a not a good quality Pittsburgh. You can't tell me Najee Harris isn't a player. You can't tell me they haven't developed other players. You can look at any team. Look at the San Diego Chargers. I mean, San Diego Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers. And you look at their quarterback. You can't tell me Justin Herbert's not a player. You look at the Dolphins. As much as Tua has struggled, Tua has been looking better lately. And what has the Dolphins been doing? They've been winning. Now, I'll give you two. Justin Herbert's talented. But he also has some dynamic playmakers. Yeah. That matters, in my opinion. That matters. That matters. We don't have a soul close to Mike Williams or uh, what's the other one? Keenan Allen. Keenan yeah, Allen. We do. We do. Robinson. Robinson. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. You behind Allen. them, though. They're, they're, I, but that's only the only reason why we do this because Allen Robinson's had Blake Bortles and freaking Trubisky to throw to him, and he still put up big. Think about it. Adam Robinson's put up big ass numbers. He had them busting motherfuckers throwing to him, swear jar. Had them busters throwing to him. <laughs> if he had any kind of quarterback, hell, if he had Kirk Cousins throwing to him, he'd be Adam Thielen going to the Pro Bowl. But I get your point. He's better talent in the charge. I'm not saying now, I'm not saying Herbert isn't good in itself, though. No, he, no, but, but there's development, too. but there's still development. You, uh, see, yeah. you see a player get better. We haven't seen that's that's kind of my point. Yes, you have talented players around you. You can be good and still not get better, or they can be good and you suck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could not be getting better, or you could be looking better than what you are, but you really suck. And you, but I'm saying we haven't seen people take that next step. We haven't seen a yeah. developmental step from these players. And, and I don't care if they're not superstars or they're not players. Like you can still be better. Like you look at the Tennessee Titans. 
it's a run first oriented team. They they just now, you know, got Julio Jones in his later day. But you saw AJ Brown get a little bit better from one year to the next. You saw Henry get better from year to year to year. Before Henry was a guy that only got was only good second half of the season. Last two years, he's been a beast. Okay, you see some of the offensive linemen get better. I'm just saying we haven't seen you seen we just haven't seen that developmental step forward from these players and under his regime and and that that just can't that can't stay man you you have to yeah. change that you've got to change you look at you look at the Bengals how bad have the Bengals been and you can't tell me Burrow doesn't look a little better than he did last year the offensive line is blocking slightly better yeah, but not that much better he's got number one to throw to though. Well, yes, he's got better talent, but the quarterback still has to throw the ball. The receivers, yeah, they have to get open, but the quarterback still got to make the passes. We, he still has to make the reads. We've seen him get developmentally better. We've seen him make it inroads. I'm saying in four years since this dude has taken over, what player, just pick one, what player have we seen actually improve, like from year to year? We've seen regressions. We could point to a whole bunch of dumb MOs. If if I if I had to name one, I'll say Mooney. Is Mooney really better this year than he was last year? He's got inconsistent hands, and he you does. Keep telling me he about every, you keep telling me about I, everybody know, that runs these yeah, curls. And they can't get you over right. It. I, I it might just be the fact that he's getting more targets, but it's not necessarily him being better. So you know that that I I don't think. I said over and over, you know how I feel about our receiving core. I hate him. So, <laughs> right. Commit Anthony I mean, Miller. Did Anthony Miller get any better? No, he regressed. No. Anthony Miller coming out of Memphis was like, I'm like, dude, this dude can be a nice player. He's got great hands. He can jump, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson has fought to get the yards he's got. He has been, he's been Ralph Ellison's invisible man. Yeah, that dude. He's like he's like a rumor that he's on the team. That's that's the co- we've talked about it time and time again. How Devontae Adams is a targeted man. That two, three players should be around him at all times. Yet somehow, Aaron Rodgers. I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but Devontae Adams is getting open. They scheme him open. We even saw wide open. Right. We even saw a play today where the Vikings used Jefferson as a decoy. Out three bears, oh, yeah, three, three bears with straight tool. Yeah. The, 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 the no-name dude for the Vikings, like the fourth receiver, catches such a wide by the hell open by himself. Wide, like 10 yards open. I'm not even exaggerating. It's like 10 yards open. Nope. Why can't we scheme Allen Robinson to I, get open? <laughs> I thought Cousins was throwing the shit out of bounds. I did too. <laughs> When it left his hands, I thought right. he was throwing it out of bounds. <laughs> so, so I'm just saying, man, they, they got to go, dude. Like, we had what bear player offensively have we seen get better? None. Defensively, we've seen players get better. We've seen Bilal Nichols get better. We've yeah. seen uh, Gibson get better. The 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 the, the linebacker. The Roquan DN. has gotten better. Every Roquan year. has gotten better. Again, Roquan's a super talent, but he's gotten better each year. You know, we've seen Jefferson, or not Jefferson, but uh, Johnson, the, the Johnson. cornerback. Yeah. We saw him get a little bit better. For, not not great, but a little bit better. You know, we've seen defensive players get better. We have not seen that on the offense, dude. Not even, like, even even the white hair has been about as good as he's been. Like, the, like, guys have been as good as they've been, but have they gotten better? 
White hair might be the next person you can point to. Well, but he was uh, he was getting there before Nagy got here, right? Right. That again, that's I mean, but he's you know most of his career has been here since Nagy's been here. But I think he's he's he hasn't he's been consistent. But you know, <laughs> when you're not asked to do much, you know, you're not asked to pull or. I don't know. I don't want to get into offensive line stuff. I, I, I it's, it's, it's tough sometimes to, to spot where the players are getting better or worse until you see them really do bad things. But and that interior of the Bears' offensive line seems to be the, the best part of it. But I mean, man, dude, it's. I mean, come on, man. Your skill positions have been garbage. The scheme is terrible, man. And it's just the him making is terrible. Just, yeah. At, at what point yeah. do the players start doubting themselves? They probably have. So, so uh, the good thing about this, we only got three of these to go. <laughs> yeah, three to go. This has been a this has been a long. Well, I guess the the That's added seventeenth game. Yeah, it's been a long year, man. Long season. Well, we, well, we got started last year, mid season is when we started the pod. So. <laughs> So so this year we got we had a full is that what it is again yeah because it because right. it do right. seem long as hell right? <laughs> yeah. yeah it does it does seem long it do seem like really this does. is a never ending journey like <laughs> hey let's uh let's move on to Bulls here and um they had their COVID outbreak finally came back on Sunday against the Lakers and. DeMar DeRozan Who? showed up, DeMar. showed out. <laughs> DeRozan. DeRozan, baby. He showed out against LeBron. And uh, I was, number one, I was so pumped up. We talked about this earlier. I was, man, I was so happy that, that, that the Bulls were back. I, I actually missed them. <laughs> Who was the last time you could say you missed the Bulls? You, you missed man, watching the Bulls. Man, man, man. It's been a while. Yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, that was that was good stuff, man. Uh, and they, every, man, Ball showed up, Caruso showed up, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kobe White, his first game back in in a few weeks, uh, he showed. Up. I mean, every man, this this is just a really good team, man. Really, really good team. Yeah, even Vooch uh, finally found a situation where he wasn't the smallest guy <laughs> in the mm-hmm. middle. I mean, the the Bulls were actually the bigger team. Yeah, <laughs> which we haven't been able to yeah. say all year. I mean, they 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 being the Lakers and losing a lot of the big guys weren't there, and they for some reason I guess I don't know if Jordan just can't play long down the stretch or, or what, but they, they don't believe even, in him. They don't believe in him at all. And uh, LeBron was trying to do his best uh, Magic Johnson impersonation and uh plays play center. And I'm sorry, <laughs> you, you're no Magic Johnson at center. He had some nice numbers, but he scored, he scored 31, 31 yeah. and 14. Yeah, but he wasn't stopping anybody. Is that let me, and, and yeah. I know we're talking Bulls, but with LeBron, is he is that going to be the end of his career? He's going to be playing uh, <laughs> playing down low. Uh, not if he, he has anything a four, to say about a four or five. Not if he has anything to say about it. I mean, that could add another four years to his career, or or shorten it after after you get to that point. Because uh, ain't nobody ain't nobody pounding down low, really. Uh, really? 
When you playing in D I mean, and Joker, yeah, and and a lot and of people have been saying, a lot of people have been saying how good LeBron has looked. Like recently, I watched their last three games. Being that they, I watched them play Dallas. I watched them play Minnesota, and then of course watched them play the our Bulls. I don't see the same guy. He getting his numbers. But that's because he has the ball in his hand all the time. Right. But I don't see the same guy. I I personally I posted that Minnesota game. I think this dude has the nineteen. He looks sick. He looks sluggish. He does not look. He doesn't have much lift. Yeah. He every now. I mean, hey, every now and then you can get up and put a dunk down like he do. Like he. But it looks forced to me. It doesn't look as easy as it once did. Can it just be Some, old? Yeah. He can. He can. He's got a lot of miles. You know, man. he can, uh, you know, and I'm like, and that's, and I'm not, I'm not disputing it. It's just like, this, it's going, it's trouble over there, man. Like, I don't want to hop on them. Well, no, much, no. You, yeah, it, it, yeah let's, let's get off the, we'll, it's trouble over there. Let's but, just, let's just say this. They, the, they're the, supposed to. They're supposed to be running away with this thing, and they are. Uh, uh, no, no, I don't think they are, and I think the Bulls were supposed to win. You know? What oh well, yeah. Mean? Now I'm saying when the season before the season started, this was a team that was supposed to be, you know, the veteran team that's ready to win, and they are not that. You know what that like, seems like, like to me? A lot of bunch of old guys trying to hate. Mm-hmm. You know what it seems like? It seems like a lesser version of that Laker team that had the mailman. Mm-hmm. And, and, Gary and Gary Payton on there. Now those guys mm-hmm. did make it to the finals, but they lost to the Pistons. Yeah. No business losing to that Pistons team. That was a good team, but that wasn't one of the great championship teams that I've seen in my in my lifetime. Sorry, but this team looks but, like a yeah. lesser version that of good, that. That was that was a good team. Didn't say it wasn't a good team. I said it didn't look like one of the better championship teams I've seen in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. It looked like a, a. It didn't even look as good as that Dallas team that won one championship. It just didn't. Sorry. Some nice players. Mm-hmm. They played well, but they played a Lakers team that was. Um, but anyway, back to the Bulls. Back yeah, to the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, to to the Bulls though. Like like Jim said, we were expected to win. Granted, I what was, was a little. I was I was a little nervous. Because DeRozan, Kobe, Javante had been out for so long. So I didn't really know what to expect. Like, you know, but and it's crazy to say, I was glad we were playing the Lakers, a team that I didn't (laughs) believe in that much as a team that will dominate us. You know, so it was like, this is a perfect team, and it's crazy to say. It's a perfect team for guys to come back and, and and get their feet wet and see what we can do. Yeah. And and like and like uh DeRozan said before coming back that only symptom he had was boredom. He ain't missed a beat. He ain't missed a beat. He went out there and he showed why he should be an MVP candidate. He was the best player on the floor, got to his spot when he wanted to. Our defense was phenomenal. I mean, it's the Lakers. They're going to turn it over (laughs) 
without your defense being phenomenal. <laughs> I, th- I think I are think you, I are think you talking about refs- number zero there. I'm talking about him. I'm talking about him and number twenty and number six. They both was turning <laughs> that thing over like crazy. Uh, I think I think they're I think they're I think the refs kept them in the game. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like it. I felt like they were playing like old men. They were hacking like a motherfucker and wasn't no calls being made. Right, and that helped them stay in the game. And you know they get their little run in and Melo hitting his little threes and they amped up and not one time sitting watching that game that I feel like oh man we're in trouble. <laughs> you you did because it? I no did. I didn't I didn't and so so Melo hit that three it was five minutes left that put them up three right right one thing that I one thing about the Bulls now that I that I love with DeRozan. He's not taking the three, but it's so pure when he get to his spot. I had no worry because this is how I view it. Okay, they up three, boom. We go down, get put the ball in the rose hand. He's gonna get his shot. He's gonna get to the hole and get fouled, or he's gonna get his shot at his spot. Boom, we're down one. Now we're going, you know, we're going to the rose pretty much the rest of the way. You either need to score on this end. Or you about to be down one when we get the ball back, mm-hmm. and that's how I view it. And that's what happened. And that's how the, and uh, that's how the game went. And mm-hmm. now we're up one, and now you either got to keep scoring back and forth with us because if you miss, we're going to score. Grant and the Lakers are not a great free throw shooting team, so I, I wasn't worried about them getting fouls because if they get fouls, I'm banking on them missing at least one of the free throws. So <laughs> it. it like so, I was never worried. I was never worried. Like, I I think I think I may be jaded because I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the game was going back and forth. Bulls up one here, Lakers up one. You know, Lakers up three. Bulls come back, tie it up. You know, it was back. It was a back and forth game, and I was like, damn, that number six, something's gonna happen, <laughs> and and you'll get the call. He's gonna right, 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 and they and they're gonna pull it out. So so maybe. I'm just, I'm just, you know, shell shocked from from all his uh, uh, past heartbreaks. heartbreaks for the Bulls yeah. when he was in Cleveland and Miami. But hey, and uh, like I said, and like I said, I didn't, I don't see that same guy anymore. Mm-hmm. So that that's why I didn't fear me. I don't see that same guy. I, he, I, he, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, and as as we were saying, we started seeing him going down in the post and trying to post up Vooch or trying to post up a smaller guy and pass out of it. I'm like, dude, LeBron, you got Caruso beat. What are you doing? <laughs> like, and, and he's, he's like worried about the double coming, trying to pass out of it. And I'm like, this is why we're going to beat them. Old LeBron ain't going in the post. First off, he's going to barrel his way to the rim, either get an and one or get a free throw. And he's not, he don't want to play that way no more. That's why I was not worried. I was not worried at all because he just kept getting that post. And when Mel, I really wasn't worried when Melo hit them two threes. Is anybody going to hit another one? <laughs> no, because I knew, I knew LeBron was going to be looking for that the rest of the way. Okay. He wasn't going to be looking to try to get that score and get the bucket himself. He's going to look to try to draw the double team to him 
and kick out to the shooter. And I'm like, I don't trust them to stay hot like that from three. They're going to like, and that's what he kept doing. And then they start turning it over. We start anticipating it. And hey, hands in there, turnovers. And now we're up through. Right. So I'm looking, I'm looking at the uh the re-air of the uh Bulls Rockets game mm-hmm. from tonight. And uh Kobe White scored 24 tonight against the Rockets. Right. And I'm looking now. I know people were trying to say that maybe he's the trade bait to try to get a big. That's some important scoring that's that's it is that's coming off the bench there. It is. It's it funny. was. Mm, it's go funny ahead, you go, mentioned, ahead, go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say it's funny you mentioned that because when I I saw what he did tonight in five and nine three pointers, I'm like, and Kobe said he admitted himself in a post game uh, scenario where he's talking right after the game. Um, that he's still trying to get his win back, and that you know, respiratory conditioning wasn't where it needs to be, so on and so forth, dealing with a respiratory infection. And I'm thinking to myself, like, mm, that's uh, we trade that away, what are we replacing that with? And I'm right. like, you know what, is it possible? And I thought about you, Smoke, when you were like, man, maybe we could wait until a certain I forget what you called it, but it's a certain time of the season where you can wait and you may be able to get some players. To see if they're available. It's like it's buyouts. Not, right. The buyouts. Buyout right. right. And I'm like, you know what? I think the Bulls are going, they could they should if Kobe keeps playing like this, he's gonna make them have to wait until then. Cause he needs to be consistent. If Kobe's up yeah. and down, I think he's that's, still traded. That's, that's what but, I was about to. But yeah. if he's consistent, and by consistent, not 24, but if he's putting up 14 to 18 points. When he comes off the bench, or even 12 to 16 points coming off the bench, consistent, that's what he's averaging. But every night again, he can blow up for 20-some-odd points. That's hard to let go, especially when you're talking about going to the playoffs and scoring is going to be more difficult to come by. Right. And that, that big is only going to get you so much. That big we're looking for, we're not looking for that big to score. We're looking for that big to provide some size, rebounding, rim protection, and backup athleticism. But we're not looking for that big to come in and score 20 plus points or whatever. And so Kobe and that dunk he did tonight. Uh I'm sorry, it was not tonight. The dunk no, he did against the Lakers. Lakers yeah. Against yeah. the Lakers. I'm like, when he when he didn't pass it, I said, Oh man, see, I think he's gonna try and yoke this. And he did. I was like, okay, that's six five scoring right there, man. That that is that is tough to to, to let go. So Kobe's Kobe's either playing himself on this team or playing himself on a better team or, or another playoff team. Yeah, it's keyword like you said was it's going to be consistency. Because I watched the game today, and it was just one of them days for the team. I right, mean, Alfonso McKinney had right sixteen. Nice you know, right. like like so it was just one of them days. So I didn't really get that amped about Kobe's 24. Uh, I, I just didn't. Um, it's because you're a hater. But I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a hater. But, but, I, but I need to see it more. I need to see it when we really need it. Like, okay. I, I'm not saying we didn't need it tonight, but I'm Against saying. Cleveland. Against Cleveland when we're struggling. Uh, you know, like, you know, and – now Caruso went out. I don't know what happened. I don't foot. know if it was the it was his foot today. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, so that kept Kobe on the floor much longer right. than, you know, than usual, you know, and, and he started knocking down the shots. I'm hoping this leads to better rhythm mm-hmm. going forward. That's that's the main thing. Like, he, he had a game, he had the Knicks game, and we were hoping that that would lead to him being, and it went away after that, you know. Right. So it's about the consistency seeing that from him. I mean, I stand on the fact that I don't think we could get much for him mid-season that will really change fortunes for us unless we have to package him. So, you know, I stand on that. I do think if he continues to play well, we'll see. But I want to see more of it, you know. And if if he can – if man, if he can do this consistently, (laughs) yes, it's – it is huge for us. Right. It's huge for us. And that's that's just where I stand right now. Another person, Vooch, what I saw from him the past couple days, if he just take his goddamn time. <laughs> Swear jar. When he don't <laughs> rush, <laughs> when he don't rush, the shots go win. Right. Especially the short ones. The short ones, man. Mm-hmm. When he when he take his time. Get in the post and do what he do, and he actually takes his time and turn and throw up the hook shot. Mm-hmm. It goes in most of, more often than not. It's when he try to do that quick one, and it's like, dude, take your time, <laughs> right. take your time. Like that's the main thing with him. He just got to stop rushing. I think we 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 still on track, man. That's that's all that matters. Yeah. Getting two wins, you yeah. know, after after being off a week, mm-hmm. after losing two in a row. I was saying, coming off the two off losses. Week, right. You know, that that was big for us, man. And, and you big. know, we got to. They need to stack wins now because we don't yeah. know what, what's going to happen here in the yeah. uh, in the very near future. I don't know if you guys saw, but the, I, NA, yeah, the NHL is uh, suspending their, their season. Um, so after – after New Year's, right? Christmas. Right. Yeah. So after Christmas, yeah. Uh, oh, after Christmas. Okay. Yeah. After Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh I think that the NFL, I mean, I think the NBA should do the same. I really do. Oh no, NBA the NBA's gonna have to do it maybe after Christmas games because they got five big they Christmas got, games. Yeah. yeah. They, they ain't letting that they ain't letting big, that slate. They ain't letting that slate go. They, I'm just letting you know, bro. They that's, ain't that's letting a that big, that slate that's go. That's a big day, man. That's a big that's day. A big day. Who want to watch the Nets without KD Harden? Who wants to watch the Bucks without Giannis and Middleton? Right. Who That's wants to watch too. Atlanta without Trey Young? I guarantee like, you I will. <laughs> right, but you're not going to have that lineup again. I'm just saying. They, they'll, they'll do whatever they can. Maybe those guys will be back just in time. I'm just saying. Who's this, I mean, we, 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 we're pretty sure none of the Lakers stars – <laughs> clearly clearly something in la is like for the star players there i don't get it but but hey but who's to say lebron or, or westbrook don't go on the protocol over the next few days uh, look man I, i'm not <laughs> arguing against you in terms of i don't I, I agree with you that they everything says they should do that i'm just saying it's going to be hard for them to want to do that because of that lineup. You got Boston and I forget who's, who the first game is, but I know the second game is Boston and Milwaukee. 
And you got uh, uh, the Golden State and Phoenix is probably the headliner. And then you got the Lakers and the Nets. You got Utah and I think it's Dallas maybe, or I forget who Utah's playing. I forget who the first game is, but all those the games. The first game is Knicks-Atlanta. Knicks-Atlanta. So those are all some nice. That's, dude, you got New York and L.A. I mean, it's, you got two New York. You got New York, New York. And I mean, it's going to be tough, dude. Uh but mm-hmm. I, I can I can see them, and I know that they're kicking themselves that uh, they didn't put Chicago in that mix. Right, right, right. They have all three three major yeah. markets. Yeah. But I tell you this: if they wait till after Christmas, I can see them shutting it down until MLK, because you know the NBA is always good with MLK yeah. Day. <laughs> Coming back on MLK Day with like two big games or maybe three big games that whole that whole day, like morning. I mean, like late morning mid-afternoon mm-hmm. and then late evening or whatever i can see that happening um but i agree with you man it, the, the nba hell the nba probably should have done it after Embiid affected you know one third of the teams in the nba it seemed like that's why i said they should have been did it and made yes. christmas the return yeah i agree with you man they should have but oh, man you know clearly the the, the whatever losses I mean, they've sustained see- last year they don't who want to lose Brooklyn their financial play? loss. Who did Brooklyn play the other day? Did you see that lineup, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Both tough. teams. I think somebody said, Richard Jefferson said, man, look, I am not out here trying to watch the G League all like, oh, got- man, these, this is crazy. But So, yeah, hey. just uh, – I'm, I'm just saying just in case, you know, um, you know, they have to – Stack his wins. Yeah, get it done now. But we want them to get to that to the to the 50 that I predicted, though. That's, you mean like our episode? They want to get the to the 50th? They want 50 like us? They want to get to right. 50 like that's us? Right. 50 <laughs> is, the, is the magic number, then. 50. 50. I think they're going to get that, man. I think they're going to get that. Hey man, speaking of stacking wins, can we talk about what we've been wanting to talk about for a while now? Let's let's do it. All right, let's do it. You know, <laughs> you know, my passion is HBCU football, and uh, huge news out of Jackson State uh, last week. Dion predicted. He said, "I got I got something brewing. I I I, I got a surprise for you." He was able to snag the number one player in the in the uh, in high school country. football in the country, mm-hmm. um, and Travis Hunter, cornerback out of uh, out of Georgia. Um, it's, it's Georgia, right? Yeah, uh, he's out of yeah, Georgia. out of Georgia. Six one, one sixty five, cornerback slash wide receiver. Yeah, um, dog, dog. I saw him. I saw some clips of him, mm-hmm. um, and he he's. He can. I saw him as a receiver, though. Right. And he's right. Freaking outstanding. Anyway, he was able to uh, flip him from his alma mater, Florida State. He's going to Travis Hunter's going to Jackson State, and uh, so you know everyone that 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 uh, ever attended an HBCU, HBCU fans were just thrilled about this. You know, uh, the first time that um, uh, a player this high in the rankings mm-hmm. has gone to an HBCU. Right. Um, well, since since the um, since the uh, well, since, 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 since integration. Wait, wait. Since integration. Let's, right. I'll put it <laughs> right. Since since they've been tracking it. Right. 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 Yeah. 
because I'm sure there were there were guys in the uh, in the 40s, 50s, 60s that uh, that went to an HBCU that probably would have been ranked. Right, if the world uh, wasn't high. the way that it was. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. But, uh, of course, there were some haters out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which uh, was Doug Gottlieb, uh, Fox Sports Radio, former uh, Oklahoma State uh, basketball player, worked for ESPN. Um, and he's a hot take guy. But uh, he basically said it was a mistake for, for this kid to go to Jackson State that uh, HBCUs don't have the resources, Mm -hmm. the facilities, Mm -hmm. um, the alumni base. um, That is good. uh, Not as good. Not the, the, uh, and and it's going to hurt him down the line for both uh, getting to uh, the NFL and then uh, life after that, even if he doesn't get to the NFL, uh, having the alumni base of a Florida state or Georgia, uh, would be better than a Jackson State. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I think that was the most ignorant comment mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that I've ever heard uh, when it comes to HBCUs. Don't comment on something you don't know about. And you clearly okay. don't understand the, um, what the alumni bases of, of some of these HBCUs are um, and how, how successful uh, HBCUs are in in graduating um, young black scholars. Uh, I saw a stat out there that uh, HBCUs are only three percent of uh, the colleges and universities in the country, but they enroll ten percent of all African Americans, and then graduate twenty percent of all African Americans. That's I mean, if you look at it, yeah, yeah, percentage-wise, that that's significant. That means that um, that they're probably percentage-wise they're graduating more than than other colleges. You go to Florida State, um, African Americans are only two point nine percent of the student body at Florida State. Mm-hmm. Yet they are seventy nine percent of the football team, <laughs> hmm. and graduate thirty one percent of their players. Now you can say some guys leave early because they have, you know, NFL opportunities, but to me, uh, the PWIs, predominantly white institutions, I don't think they fully care that these guys are are graduate. Yeah. Yeah. It's get them on the field, play out their eligibility and whatever happens, happens. And that's, and that's all that they care about. Uh, You look at the fan bases, uh, the fan base, uh, Florida State uh, fans really went off on the internet yes, uh, criticizing this kid. Uh, here, I, I'll give go you ahead, example. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll give you an example. I was I was checking that out. One of these cats is like, even as an S, even as an FSU fan, I have no idea why you chose us. Okay, and that's his first thing he says. Secondly, he says this is to Travis Hunter and the, and the Jackson State football fan base. You just lost millions of dollars in the draft position salary your accomplishments will be discounted. So he's basically saying as an H- in the HBCUs, your whatever you do don't mean jack because it's not division 1. Like your your stats aren't going to mean anything. So he's discounting the whole entire HBCU football base. But he doesn't say the same thing when uh Carson Wentz is playing at North Dakota State. Mm, those those right, stats right. aren't discounted. Right. 
right? Okay. Exactly. And uh, your biggest competition can't beat Florida State. Hope the NIL Shit, Jacksonville money. State beats you bums. Right. <laughs> exactly. Hope that, which means he's clearly not paying attention to what's happening in his own backyard. Hope the NIL money is worth it, but you'll be exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Okay, several things there. NIL money has nothing to do with just HBCU. That's available to all collegiate athletes, men, men and women. All right, you can get that money anywhere. And as far as being seen on ESPN Plus, look, dude, the days of things just being on quote unquote regular TV are pretty much almost over. Streaming and the streaming money and dollars that may be there are going to be available to schools throughout, regardless of whether you're at FBS, FCS, Division II, Division III. And so, why are you concerned about how much money he's going to make if you're an FSU fan? So you hating on the fact that you feel that the only reason why he went there was to make money, which would have been what reason why he chose FSU? For the same damn reason. The same damn reason. Every year, every year, especially early signing periods, how many players change their minds and decommit and go somewhere else? Nobody raises a fucking eyebrow. None. Several players, one player decommitted from Oregon to go to Michigan. Oh, I guess because Michigan is doing well now, it's okay and it's accepted. No, what 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 makes you think Harbaugh didn't promise him something? What's make you think any of these coaches aren't promising something? One cat was like, "Yeah, see you in the portal next year." You know, they don't seem to understand that, regardless of what they may think about what is good and isn't good, a reason why outside of money, Travis Hunter might would have might might have chosen to go to uh to Jackson State. And if you read what Travis Hunter wrote, and I quote, this is what he part of what he said when he said, hey, he classed in a very classy way, said, hey, FSU is somewhere I wanted to go my entire life. It was something that I look forward to doing and going, but hey, something else inspired me more at Jackson State. And here's what he said. And this is quote, the next player to recognize the HBCUs may be everything you want and more an exciting college experience, a vital community and life-changing place to play football, a vital community. And that's what these cats don't get, man. And the other thing he said mm-hmm. was to end it. He's like, I feel, he's like, I can't wait to get there. I feel like I'm at home. And that speaks to a culture that speaks to being black in America. That speaks to being a, being yeah. at a place that understands who you are and helping you understand more about, the significance and the importance of what you have to offer, not just yourself, but your community. And it's a vital community. And I, I'll say one thing and I'll, I'll get off because you guys both went to HBCUs. I didn't. I went to University of Tennessee. It's in Knoxville. There's an HBCU that's in Knoxville, Knoxville College. And from time to time, you know, we would kick it over there to you know, go to parties and stuff, right? Hang out over there, so on and so forth. And I remember going over like the first time I went there, I was like, man, dude, these facilities, it's a little rough here, you know? <laughs> Kind of glad I'm at a place that, you know, the, the, the dorm's a little bit better and the food's a little bit better, blah, blah, blah. The second, third, fourth time I go there and I'm, I, I meet, you know, the students that are there, I'm talking, I'm hanging around, I'm hanging around longer than just for the parties. I'm not just here for the parties. I'm there hanging out. I'm like, man, dude, this is a community. I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something. Like I missed out. Now, I went to Brother Rice, predominantly white institution, okay? Went to the University of Tennessee. Now, my neighborhood I grew up in is all black. Grammar school I went to was all black. But there was something that was missing that I saw and felt 
just by being and visiting Knoxville College. I'm not just saying that to say that. I, I truly did feel that. I was like, man, dude, like if I had a little bit of this at Tennessee, Tennessee would be the perfect place. You know, or if this Knoxville College had a little more resources like Tennessee does, Knoxville College would be the perfect place in terms of everything that you might want. But what was missing was something that I felt my daughters got at the grammar school they went to, which is a predominantly black uh, grammar school. There's a public school, but it was African-American centric in terms of the curriculum. And it's about knowing who you are, where you come from, and the significance of that, and enriching your community and enriching yourself. And I think that's the part that really got this young man, Henry, unless he's full of smoke, which I don't think he is. And yes, he's going to play with, learn under Dion. Sure. But Jackson State, it's, it's more than just that. He can get the NIL anywhere. He can be taught by other defensive backs anywhere. He chose Jackson State beyond just NIL money, beyond just Dion. He also chose it because of what he felt. Because you know he had to make a visit by what he felt and the vibrancy of what he felt when he was there. And you guys can speak to that, being a Grammar <laughs> State alum and being a Hampton alum. Yeah, he went, his visit was homecoming. <laughs> What yeah. I didn't realize that he went to Jackson for homecoming. Done there deal. You go. There you go. Like, Done like deal. come on, man. Like, done deal. You got I, you, I, you I, got you got Dion coming in. Well, the marching bands. I mean, my, my daughter was talking about. I was talking with my my my, my uh, daughter Kennedy. She's at Western uh, Illinois right now, and she was saying that. Part of the reason why she didn't teach, didn't end up not settling on HBCUs, just some the money. They, they weren't offering enough money for her to come, and that's that's been a big big of an issue. And that's mm-hmm. something you know. It, as much as we don't like God leaving, how he said what he said, there's some aspects to what he said that you do have to look at when it comes to resources. True, that's a possibility, but that's not the end all to be all. But what my daughter was saying was that you know sometimes with the money is a bit of an issue, but it isn't like there isn't there. You know, it's, it may be there and be allocated differently. She was saying a lot of a lot of well, she went to King. My daughter went to King High School. She was saying how the marching bands, a lot of these HBCUs, who mm-hmm. a lot of the money's there. And she said like, a lot of people from King went yeah. to HBCUs on full my, rides because of the marching my band. Cousin, my yeah. little cousin was in a band that King and she went to Arkansas Pine Bluff. She yep, that's one of the schools. Mm-hmm. Yep, one of the schools my, my daughter mentions, Arkansas Pine Bluff, uh, Prairie View, uh, Alcorn State, you know, I, now, for me growing up, it was always Grambling and Southern, but it's more than just the old schools. But like you said, he goes to Jackson State homecoming. Man, please. How do you not get infected by that? Man, it's, 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 it's contagious. It, it is something to see when you see all those people that look like you, mm-hmm. that especially that come for homecoming, you seeing all those RVs and all that type of stuff. And it's like, man, these people look like me and mm-hmm. they got and they got money mm-hmm. like it, it, it's no bs and they tailgating it, and it, it, it's just something to see and it's like man this is my people this right. is all my people i'm not here and i, I don't see a, i'm not just a little spot amongst the other the others you know mm-hmm. i am amongst my people right now and like and it's all love Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it's the South. Everybody knows the term Southern hospitality, and that that is real. You know, I mean, I know you know Hampton is East Coast, but like, still Virginia. It's, st- it's no, still that's that's South, man. That's still South, but, right? So you know, it's it still has that Southern feel. You know, like 
that's most of the HBCUs are are Southern, you know, mm-hmm. style wise. But right. like, it it is frustrating when you hear those things. Like Gollard said, yeah, some of it is factual, but at the same time, like, dude, I I just have a hard time grasping onto that when it's like, dude, you you haven't experienced it, right? You know, he, you haven't experienced that. You clearly you don't you don't believe in adversity. But they never experienced you know, it. You know, exactly. You know, not like, like us. Like, you know, like like this kid, this kid wants to be in a in a place that he's comfortable in. Granted, he he loves football, but it but it's clearly bigger than football for him. Right. You know, it, it's about being around his people. He don't want to go to Florida State and just be a football player. He want to go to Jackson State and be a and be a black man. Yeah, and be a better and be an all around person. Be a, you know be you a, know? Be, be better for that whole experience. Yeah, you know, and it's you know, and it's crazy. And like I, I, I've been telling people this for years now. Us as black people, if we want to see them people show their true selves. Mm-hmm. I got I I athletes start going to HBCUs. Right. Well, funny you should mention that because <laughs> because it's not it's not it's not been all hate on Twitter. Uh, this one cat said, "I'm glad I'm quoting this dude. He's like, I'm glad other black athletes can see how you all act, and that's talk what you just talking about. See how you all act mm-hmm. when you don't get your way. One top one one top athlete falls to the HBCU, just one, and you, right, and you lose your mind. Just one." He will be a better per- he will be a better person for that move and he will be truly appreciated. He won't have to worry about the N-word flying in a bad game. Black culture, yep. made for the culture by the culture. And that's what you're talking about. He gets to yep. see himself. And that's important. You get to you know, you get to see you get to see yourself not just by your teammates. Not just across the players you're playing against, but in the stands. Not just in the stands, but in the you know, like you said, in the parking lots and before the game and after the game, on the, interviewing on the, you on the yard, on the yard. And here's the thing, like you were saying, too. Now, if one player goes, other players are saying, huh, because of NIL money now, if I thought that I needed to have something, I can still get that something at these schools, at the HBCUs. It's still available to me. There's no reason why I can't. And then you look at historically, think about all the players. If you if you're if you're a player, look, if you're getting seen in North Dakota State at North Dakota motherfucking states, where where jar, if you're getting seen in North Dakota State, I'm sure as hell you could be seen somewhere in the south where football is king. They will they will find NFL scouts will find you. They will find you. When I was when I was at Hampton, we had we had NFL scouts at our practices every week. Every week. Now we had we had a couple, we had in my four years there, I think three guys got drafted. And upwards of twelve guys actually got invited to camps. If you can play, they going they gonna find you. Right now, now, God, now Godly Biz right. You you brought this up. He is right about uh, uh, the resources and facilities uh, for the now, departments. Right now, now. Yeah, right now, yeah. but that can change. But that's and that's, that's it's gonna take it's gonna take a while and a lot of money to make that happen. No HBCUs don't have sixty million dollar football facilities, right? Uh, they don't have uh, state of the art locker rooms with PS fives in every <laughs> in every locker. No, they they don't. That's I want, I want, that's not the way it is. I want to re- 
rebut on that though, because my that? thing is like this is football. Uh-huh. You play on a on a patch of a hundred yard grass yep. or turf. And and you and you probably you need a nice weight room. I was gonna I was gonna say I, that's you know, what that's what I was getting to. You, you need you There's, need a, you, you know going, you need you don't have weights. Well, well, you, you, you need a weight room. You're gonna you're gonna have a, there's gonna be a, a, a sufficient weight room there for you. You're mm-hmm. gonna be able to to to, to lift, right? Yeah. Uh you're gonna you're gonna have a locker room and you're gonna have pads and you're gonna have cleats and you're gonna have a helmet and you're gonna have every everything you need equipment wise, right? All right. You're gonna have a training room. That's not gonna be as elaborate as um uh, as as some of the larger uh, power five schools, but you're gonna have tape. You have enough tape. Gonna have ice. You're gonna have ice. You're gonna have a cold <laughs> tub. Got a cold tub. You're gonna have a uh you're gonna have a table that you can you can you can uh get ex- an examination table in the in the training room. I guarantee you that. <laughs> yeah, you go. You gonna have a practice field. <laughs> you gonna have everything you need. You're not gonna nice. have. You're not gonna have all of the uh, the extravagance, but you're gonna have everything you need. You know, and 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 that's that's where I that's where I question so much what people say the facilities mm-hmm. and all that. The facility, like, are you saying the? the luxury of the facilities right Right. like because the facilities are there because me as a baseball player i get that because a lot of hbcu schools don't have cages outside by their fields and stuff like that or indoor space for them for their teams to do that but but every at least in the swag every hbcu football program has their own stadium they have a way room they have a locker room. They have all those things. They might not have the PS5 in the locker room for you guys <laughs> to have fun with, but that that's not important. That's not that's not a necessity. That's that's a that's a privilege, I will say. Like that's not something you need to be right. successful as a team. Like that's where the misconception comes in. Like People be saying that, but it's like, no, the HBCUs do have everything that you need to have a sufficient program. You all provide the extra stuff that you know will catch the eye of a teenager that will be like, oh, we getting shoes? Hey, Grambling Mm -hmm. is sponsored by Adidas. You're going to get Adidas at Grambling. Oh, but I want to go to North Carolina because they sponsored by Jordan. (laughs) Okay, you're, you're fascinated by a name, by a brand. Not mm-hmm. by just the fact that you're going to get something regardless of where you go. Hey, by the way, North Carolina AT is uh, a Jordan school. Uh, Jordan, yeah, you know. So it's, I mean, that's well, just my, that's just when I look at it in that aspect of it, man. Like these these schools have everything you need. Yeah, yeah. And it's not to say that they can't get more because when more of these athletes start to go there. Eyes will start to go there, and you'll start to get yep. more people who have money that are start to say, "Hmm, other sponsorships." If, if Nike and Adidas are at these schools now, who's to say Under Armour is like, "Hey, let me get on the HBCU train right now because I see something about to happen," you know, or some fledgling, you know, uh, a corporate company comes up, apparel company or shoe company says, "Hey, 
I want to make the HBCUs. I want to focus on you guys because blah, blah, blah. And they get mm -hmm. on. The, and now when you start getting that money, now the resources come in. Now you can expand your stadium. So instead of, you know, 42,000, which is what I think Jackson State averaged this year, 42,000 fans. So, yeah, 42,000 is not going to compete against Tennessee's 100,000 on a week-to-week -week basis. But maybe next year, 42,000 expands to 50,000 state or 65,000 state. And now you start bringing in more money. You start getting more mm -hmm. sponsorship. And with this NIL money, Kai, young, young men and women can be creative about how they get themselves sponsored. And now you might have more alumni that become more involved and they want to give back. And they, it, it becomes a domino effect. We've already seen it just with the coaching hires. We've seen with, with Prime going back, we've seen Eddie mm -hmm. George go to TSU. We've seen Tyrone Wheatley come back, the guy who uh, played at yeah. Michigan and he's played for the Giants. All right, he's at Morgan State. And then you see Hugh Green leaving uh, Eddie Hugh George's Jackson. staff. and uh, Hugh, I'm sorry, Hugh Jackson leaving Eddie, uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie George's staff to go to Grambling State. Right. So who's to say, right, who's to say you won't see more coaches? So now now you can't say there's not good coaching there now. You you know, you you can you you can knock them for all you want, but yet and still, we've seen players like Shannon Sharp come out of Savannah State mm -hmm. be a Hall of Famer. Not just a good football player, Hall of Motherfucking Famer, dude, hmm. out of Savannah State. And nobody was talking about Savannah State as far as a football power. Even when he was there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you, you, you've seen Steve McNair come out of Alcorn State. Heisman you know? candidate. Heisman candidate. Number one, was, that he was, was, he, was he number one pick in the draft when Houston took him? I think he was top, top he five. Was top five. Top five pick. He was top five pick. I think he was two. I think he was number two. Okay, with Doug Williams, I'm going back in the day, but Doug Williams, you know? The, the greatest receiver of all time. Greatest receiver of all time. Valley. The greatest running back of all time, in my opinion, and Walter Payton, Jackson By the State. Way, Jackson State has more Hall of Famers than Ole Miss and Mississippi State combined. There you hey. go. And you're talking about even uh the, the two gap the gap tooth wonder who's on like every TV show in the world, Michael Strahan. <laughs> Michael Strahan. <laughs> Is he Texas Texas, Texas State? Texas Southern. Texas Southern. Texas Southern. <laughs> Texas Southern. <laughs> so I mean, come on. <laughs> so so you can go to HB if you can play. You can play, and they will see. You. And here's the other thing: look, if if I'm a a four, I'm not to be. I don't have to be blue chipper. If I'm a four star, hell, if I'm a three star guy, do I want to go to Georgia and sit the bench for two years, or go to Tennessee and maybe sit the bench for a year, or is it possible I go to an HBCU and maybe because I'm a three star and I'm more highly recruited, or I'm a four star more highly recruited, I get my better shot at being the guy. And then I can be the guy sooner and I get that playing time. And that playing time means more reps. Reps means I can possibly get better. And people put eyes on me and they see me. Now I have a better chance of being seen sooner than I would be if I'm at Georgia or Alabama or Michigan or Northwestern or wherever you want to say. Now and that's a, that's a, that's, that's an enticement for me as a player. Yeah. That's what, that's what's gotten lost in sports where kids will rather go somewhere because of a name and not play mm -hmm. until two, three years later versus going somewhere where they can play right away and show themselves from start. That's what's lost in sports today across the board. I'm talking baseball, football, basketball, all that. Guys will rather go somewhere because of the name mm -hmm instead of going where they can get on the field and play right away. Like, it's crazy to me. This will definitely um, 
help to turn the tide there and, and help, uh, help kids, help families show that HBCUs are viable options. And uh, yeah. I, was, I was happy to see that, uh, that Mr. Gottlieb got all the ire of, 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 of the HBCU uh, social media world out there. Right, and our Twitter game is stronger than his. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, oh, it's funny, you know. Black Twitter is no joke. You know, SHBCUs, man. We can talk about each other, but uh, right. But if, if an outsider comes in one <laughs> at, 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 at one HBCU, man, you, you you're catching the wrath of all of us. You better believe. Like, it. Man, I had man, I had when I say I couldn't even listen to him. He talking about a Division Three school. In New Jersey, yeah, he was talking was about Jewish. Um, he was talking hey, about uh, what's the name of that school? Uh, I forgot. Uh, yeshiva, like, yeshiva. Yeah, he like, but because you think I'm gonna go there because or send my son there because we're Jewish? Hey man, hey man, look, that's on you. Fuck that, you. That's right. that's how <laughs> that's how I took that. Like fuck you, because. You being Jewish, you know, I'm not going. I'm doesn't mean you know every. Doesn't mean you know everything. Exactly. Doesn't mean your experience. Doesn't mean your experience. experience what we experience. Right. You know, like, like, man, that's why I turned it off. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to hear nothing else, man. And that's not to say that's nothing. And as I, I, I would say, why not go there? Right. One, Uh, number two. Um, it's, it's just he, he's talking about something he clearly has no no understanding and and you know should maybe read up on 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 what that HBCU experience is all about and why why there even is an HBCU uh, 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 right. institutions called HBCU exactly yeah because you really want to get to the heart of that it, it wouldn't be the case if that was the case right <laughs> you know right. and it's like and it's 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 so much hubris it's like there's no humility. There's no humility to, to shut the fuck up and understand and listen to why the young man chose and why it makes sense and to even consider why it would make sense. No, you're too goddamn arrogant. You're too caught up in your own enculturated beliefs that you think that your way and this way is better than any other way. And that everything else that's not that is lesser than without understanding exactly what it is. Because you got no humility. You've got no, no you, you just, you're just full of hubris. And, and again, like you said, why not go to the Jewish school? And it's not to say that Jewish people haven't experienced a whole ton of like right. horrible shit that's happened to them throughout the history of mankind. Clearly they have, but that doesn't mean that their experiences are our experiences. It doesn't mean that an Asian person's experiences are our experiences. Everybody's are different. And to understand that you need to humble yourself and listen and try and, and put yourself in another person's shoes and try to understand from whence they speak and from where they're speaking from and what that actually means. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's arrogance. It's pure arrogance that he spoke from. And, and it, it, it shows. And it shows if you really listen to it. And uh, just, just real, real quick thing, I'm, I'm going off topic a little bit, but this in terms, it's not just all football. We've been talking about football when it comes to HBCUs and the NILs, which is the name, image, and likeness situation. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of it or not. You probably are. That um, about Master P's son, uh, Hersey Miller, how yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee State, right? He signed for two million dollar deal. I'm like, oh my goodness! Like, even though, yeah, he he. So, and I think that's some. 
I that, think that's some whack ass shit. Yeah. So uh, he had an injury, and um, he he says that. Well, they say that he was misdiagnosed, and so they've decided to leave uh, the program, yes. Tennessee State. Uh, which I I don't I don't believe everything that that that's going on uh, with that. I think that it's possible that he wasn't getting the playing time that he thought he was going to get. That's possible. And so he's decided to to take off. But right. uh, but the money was there. Is my point. Was yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, that it wasn't football. It was basketball. Well, hey, it's not just that. Um, there's a kid at Norfolk State that got an he was one of the first to get an nil deal. Um, there've been, been quite a few, uh, HBCU athletes that, that have gotten them that have not been involved with, uh, with Dion at, at Jackson state. So, right. So, but because uh, it was the number one guy in the nation, everyone right, lost their shit. Right. <laughs> oh, it's gotta be something wrong. Let's investigate. We, it. we took really? them from them. Right. Let's They've investigate been taken it. from us for years, but, but, uh, shout out, shout out to Jackson state, shout out to Dion. And especially shout out to uh, to Travis Hunter, and uh, good luck, good luck to him. Uh, did you guys cap- catch the uh, celebration bowl? I did I not. Did. I, 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 I did most of it. So <laughs> Jack, it was Jackson State versus uh, versus South Carolina State in the uh, celebration bowl. The champion of the MEAC versus the champion of the SWAC, and uh, all the talk was you know for the last two weeks has been about Jackson State and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think South Carolina State got a chip on their shoulder and uh, <laughs> took it out, took it out on Jackson State. Yeah, they took so, it uh, Yeah, yeah. So Jackson, uh, I think South Carolina State won. What was the uh, final score? I think it was 30, 30, to, 30, 30 to 10? 12. Or Ooh. 32 to 31 to 10 or 30 31 to 10. That's what it was, 31 to yeah, 10. Yeah, 31 to 10. 31 to 10. But, uh, but yeah, but Jackson State's definitely going to be back uh, next season. Um, and hey, 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 look, I'm off for Dion and all that, but let's chill, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, look, 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 look. I, I ain't standing I'm, down the I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm still Grandpam around here. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm hey, sorry, Mr. Grambling Tiger. I'm we sorry. Coming. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Appreciate but, uh, you, Dion, for bringing light to the conference and to HBCU. But bump that. We out to whoop your ass, too. We coming. Like I said, we can talk about each other. But don't you. Hey, let's go to picks. So here's the deal. Um, so Glenn and I had, uh, we picked the Rams. Um Oh, they haven't played yet. And they what was the Rams Washington game? Oh no, no. Yeah. Yeah, Rams Washington. Rams, Rams, Seahawks. Seahawks. Rams, Seahawks. Rams, Seahawks. Washington's playing Philly on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So right. those games haven't been played. So we'll do we'll just uh once that's played, we'll just add those on uh later on. But uh Smoke, you went one and two last week. Jackson State didn't uh didn't yeah. take care of business. Jackson and then the Chargers silly asses just leaving points on the board. Just leave them. <laughs> just oh, golly. Just just forget it. Just we just gonna go for it every goddamn time. <laughs> uh Glenn, you went you're one and one so far, and you've got the Rams minus seven. Um, so we'll wait for next week for that. 
Um, and then I went one and one as well, waiting for the Rams. Uh, overall, Smoke, you're at 16, 25, and one. Glenn, you're at 17, 23, and one. And Ooh. I am 22 and 19 with three weeks to go. Uh, so let's start. Smoke, what you got? I'm a, okay. One for sure. I'm gonna do Tampa minus eleven versus. Uh, <laughs> I picked them too. Versus Carolina. Uh, Carolina. <laughs> I'm gonna do that one. Yeah. Um. Also, I'm gonna do Chiefs. I mean, no. I'm gonna do Steelers plus nine and a half versus. Oh my Chiefs. god! You picking the same case? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna go Washington plus ten and a half versus Dallas. They're plus ten and a half. Yeah. I think wait a minute. I got I got a six and a half. Oh, got, wait, no, 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 no. Scratch, yeah, I got scratch, I got scratch, ten scratch. I got ten and a half. But Heineke is um it's not playing. Right. I got ten and a half. I'm, I got, I'm, I got Washington I'm, plus ten and a half. I'm gonna take that off. I'm gonna go I'm Jets minus two and a half versus the Jags. You're picking the Jets? Yeah. Wow. That is scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Glenn, what you got? All right. Well, uh, I'll just do the one thing that's different. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take uh, uh, one college game. I'm going to take uh, Central Florida plus six and a half against Florida because you know how I feel about Florida, F Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so screw them and the horse they rolled it off. Uh, my other two games, just like smoke, I'm taking Tampa because you get shut out. Ain't no way to hell, Tom yeah. Brady ain't coming back. I'm about to lay it on the next squad. I'm sorry, so I'm taking Tampa. They they, they might he score might, 45. He about like to step in like crazy oh, on them, man. Dude, he's playing every. He's throwing with like two minutes left in a, in a 21 point lead. He's still they, throwing. Wait, will they have a receiver next week? It doesn't matter. Hey, be and be back. Uh, hey, they still got tight ends. They'll throw to all three of them. You know, he loves them some tight ends. And look, they'll throw to the running backs. Tom Brady's going to throw for 300 yards, four touchdowns at least. It does not matter. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking Tampa uh, minus 11 at Carolina. And I'm going to take, just like Smoke, Pitt getting nine and a half against KC. Uh, Pitt's finding ways to muck up everybody's game. Mm-hmm. They're just making every game dirty and it's a slugfest. And that, that's, that, that's the difference between coaching. You got a coach that's like, look, I know we're not that good, but we just going to junk it up, and we're going to find a way to win ugly. But we're going to find a way to yeah. win. So I'm taking I'm taking the Steelers plus nine and a half on the road against the Chefs. Oh, man. Oh, man. Can I change one of mine? Yeah, not too late. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to change that, uh, that Jets, and I'm going to take the Colts. Oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. Well, yeah, I'm going to take the Colts plus one versus uh, Arizona. Hmm, okay. Man, no trust in Arizona, huh? They, they lose their lives, and you just, like, screw it all. You don't think the Arizona's going to be upset about that? I like the Colts. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I hate Carson Wentz, but I like the Colts for something. I like what they got going on over there right now. All right. As long as they keep it simple for Wednesday, it'll be all right. <laughs> I'm going to take Green Bay minus seven and a half over Cleveland. I'm going to take the Eagles. Eagles. Minus 10 
versus the Giants. Right, so you believe in Jalen Hurts coming back, huh? You got you got faith in Jalen Hurts, huh? I, I know Mike Glennon is starting a quarterback for the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I think this is more about what's going on with the Giants than what the Eagles. Wow, Seattle is, is they got them at minus seven. Really? Us? I'm taking the Bears plus seven. Okay. Oh, they got them. Oh, wow. Look at you. Bears can't score but three <laughs> points a week, but okay. <laughs> I never see a team at home uh, score less than the Bears do, man. They they got us. They got to put a, a touchdown up on the board next week. Do they? Do they, they really? got to? So on I'm the gonna, road. Huh? I'm gonna take the Packers minus seven and a half. Eagles minus ten. Bears plus seven. And I got some room to uh, to uh, to maneuver there. I got a little lead, so we'll take yeah. that risk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. Thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We don't take your listens lightly. You can find our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher iHeartRadio, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also check us out at hp53productions.com. There you'll find a link to our podcast as well as the Super Duper podcast hosted by Rob Griggs. And by the way, I don't think I've ever said this. I'm actually um, the sidekick on that show. So okay. occasionally I say something on that show, you know. <laughs> occasionally I say yeah. yeah. So you can catch me on there. Uh, and then also the Father Good podcast hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. Hey, Glenn. Yes, sir. Please take us out. Hey. It's unlike we've said in the past, but we're going to say it this time. And celebration and in recognition of our 50th episode. Can't tell you how pumped I am about that. Our fans, you were never wrong for trusting and listening and <laughs> putting your, <laughs> and your, and your time and faith in us. Uh, so so we thank you so much for, for your listens. As Ez always says, we don't take them lightly. And uh, you guys were right to take the time to listen to us, and we appreciate it. And uh, you were never wrong in, in, in trusting and having faith uh, uh, in us and, 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 and supporting us. We do truly appreciate that. So thank you, and happy holidays to everybody. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, people. We'll catch you next week.